Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail and let's get real. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today we have the lovely one and only Vanessa Hicks. She's a returning guest, so you probably already know her from a lot of places, but if you're a longtime listener, you've heard her on the show before, and we are going to dive into what education has done inside her business as an educator. So what has happened since she has added education into her business as a full-time photographer? So Vanessa, I know right now you're actually in the midst of speaking at a conference. So you do a lot of speaking. I know you do a lot of educating. You've got courses, you have a mastermind. I feel like you have put your hand in a lot of different types of education, but can you give us like a rundown of kind of your educational journey and how you started adding it in? Oh, I love that. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me lately. I love being here with you. As always, you're one of my favorite people. And yes, definitely returning. I, you know, you can have me back anytime. I love it here. Uh, so yes, I am actually at a conference right now speaking. Uh, obviously, I spoke yesterday and I'm speaking tomorrow. So I love this journey of being able to be at conferences now that they're opening back up and uh, safely being able to be around our people. Uh, so my speaking journey or jumping into education, I, I find it funny, but I mean, it's just how I am. I have been in the industry now going on seven years and I didn't dive into education uh, until about three years ago. I actually remember looking and creating my 2019 goals list for my business. And at January when I, or December, I guess, when I was writing this out, I had wrote, I wanted to dip my toe in education. I literally wrote that, dip my toe. And I have that paper somewhere still. And the reason why I said that was I I looked at my journey. I had been in the industry at that time, four years. At that time, I had moved my business three times, right? And the things that I was passionate about speaking on, uh, moving your business, uh, building foundations in your business, blogging and SEO, I had proof for all intent purposes, that it worked market after market, year after year, move after move. I I knew that I was good at these things that I wanted to teach on, but I wanted to make sure that it it worked for all intent. You know, so could I maybe jump in education earlier? Maybe, I don't know, but I believe that I was ready at year four with enough uh, proof, essentially, that what I wanted to teach work. And in 2019, I, you know, started applying to everywhere and anywhere. And I got picked up for some of these kind of smaller, almost virtual conferences that were going on at the time, even though, you know, we weren't in the P word. And then I got picked up for show it. And and it just kind of started like that, really just getting my name. I I did say yes to everything, you know, free, whatever it may be. I, I needed to show and get social proof on the education side. So obviously, I spent a year going to conferences and speaking and and doing all of those things. Um, And then obviously, then 2020 happened. And 2020, my income was solely education. Uh, I did masterminds. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I must have wrote that. I think that was 2018. 2018, I put dip my toe in education. 2019 was a full year of speaking circuits and speaking at conferences. And then 2020 happened. So my bad, 2018. But 2020, I did masterminds. I did uh, 12-week masterminds and was able to educate 50 people 
throughout the year, keeping their businesses afloat in the heart of a pandemic where there was no a playbook on how to do that, but foundations and building foundations in your business were still important. Uh, and then obviously I launched a course into, in 2021. And, you know, here we are now, I'm, um, you know, keynoting a few conferences now and uh, have moved up and being able to get paid a speaking fee for conferences. Not only that, being sought out some of, some of the places that I've been able to speak at or podcasts that I've been invited to, I didn't even have to apply. People have reached out to me. I heard you from so-and-so would love to have you as a guest or have you come on. So my journey is definitely one more of like, I always like to say tortoise in the hair. I, I am the one that takes my time to build a course to, to dip my toe in the pond, right? Because I believe it's so important to make sure that you are actually an expert in what you want to teach. Oh, I love all of that. You know, I love all of that. It just is completely right up my alley. Okay. So a couple of things that I love that you shared, it sounds like you really lean on your self-awareness to know like when it's time to move forward. And I know a lot of people kind of struggle with that self-awareness in one of two ways, like either they don't recognize that they have what it takes to move forward because they have a lot of self-doubt or imposter syndrome. I know I talk a lot about that just in general, because I think it's something all of us have, but then you have the flip side, which is people who maybe aren't necessarily ready to step into education, but they try really hard to just like jump the gun and just kind of throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And um, of course, as you know, that's why I have the creative educator Academy where I try to help people kind of do that in the right way. But I love that you said that the tortoise and the hare, like that slow growth, that steady growth, doing it the right way, making sure that you're actually seeing results. Those are just some things that really stood out to me. So I love hearing how you got your start. And I think it's really interesting that you got your start in speaking versus like starting in kind of like a different arena. And I think that like, did you like doing that? Did you like jumping in as a speaker first? Or if you could go back in time, would you change that route? Um, I do like the fact that I got to speak first, um, even though I portray one way on stage. I'm, there's usually sweat dripping down my butt crack when I'm up there. I'm always nervous, no matter how many times I've done this. Even yesterday, I have to wear certain clothes and certain colors when I speak because <laughs> um, I'm always nervous, right? There's, you, especially on the topics that I talk about. I always say that I speak on, and Layla, you know this firsthand, uh, especially when I'm on a main stage, I'm usually speaking on mental health. So it's always a, 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 a touchy topic, uh, no matter how many times I spoke on it, uh, it's usually what I get after, you know, people coming up to me and sharing their stories. So especially when you speak on unsexy topics like mental health, I understood the impact and the void that was needed in our industry. And it actually started off with me speaking on mental health for five minutes at a conference and it got a standing ovation. And from there, that really took off, which let me know that there was a need in our industry of someone to like be an advocate on creative entrepreneurs and, and mental health. It was always talked about a little bit like in people's topics, but not like a full-blown presentation on mental health and, and creative entrepreneurs and realizing that they don't need to be alone. So I do love that I did the speaking route different. What I learned from like the academy and from you and, you know, other business coaches, I think there would be some other things I would have done different. I kind of did my education product ladder 
a little backwards um, for all intent purposes. And, and if anybody knows about the sales ladder and the sales journey or, you know, come in and take the academy, you, you'll learn that. So I, I went from educating and I didn't get any like small, low hanging fruit type of products. I went straight into a mastermind, which is a high ticketed, you know, and, and it was a high ticketed for where my product ladder was. Yeah. Then I went backwards and started doing smaller things. And then, you know, now I got a course. So I, I kind of did my product ladder in education a little bit backwards than maybe I would have wanted. Um, it worked, but I know that that I wouldn't recommend that for everybody. So not necessarily I would do speaking different. I would just probably do my product ladder and education and, and what I uh, sold and, and taught probably would have did that a little different, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think the way that you did it though, like, like you said, it worked. And I think it worked because you, even though you might not have done it the way you would do it today, you were gaining that recognition and you were taking stages and, and getting on podcasts and doing virtual things and people were getting to know you and like you and trust you. And so when you did release that education, that was a, that was an added benefit that maybe you wouldn't have had. So that's awesome. Okay. So I would love to hear about like what changed. So I, you touched on this a little bit and I, I think it's super important and it's something that I've been struggling with. Like, how do I share this? This is just like a fully transparent, like Laylee as the founder of the creative educator Academy, I want to share this information about how people like you and I, and the rest of the educators inside of our Academy, Vanessa is an alumni for those of you guys listening. That's why she's, she says coming into the Academy with us, Vanessa is a member of the creative educator Academy an alumni. And so we, I feel we're hit so much less hard than the rest of the creative entrepreneurs in our communities. When the pandemic happened and everybody was losing work. And so many people were concerned about me and saying, you know, like, oh my gosh, you can't do photography. But little did they know that the majority of my income was already coming from education. And so I, you know, sharing that is hard because you want to make sure to be like, I'm, you know, I want to be sensitive to the fact that a lot of people struggled. I'm not trying to be like fear mongering, but I also want to share with people like, you don't have to be in a position to struggle when things like this happen, if you're willing to diversify your income now. So like, I'd love to hear from you, like, how did that, how did that work out for you? Like what did becoming an educator and selling education change in your life and in your business, especially these days? Wow. I mean, I think that's really good. I, I think there's so many tidbits that I'd love to share. I mean, one of the first things, obviously I'm, I'm still a full-time photographer, as well as an educator, yeah. um, you know, 2022, I'll be taking a little bit of a step back from photography, not, not because of education, but just because of our personal life, my husband's deploying for nine months. So my travel schedule and stuff will really slim down. But one of the first things when I really took education and had it as a part of my business, as part of Vanessa Hicks is realizing that education is its own marketing. It's its own business plan. Like essentially you are running two businesses, right? You can't confuse your, your photography clients on what they're doing. And, and then on the flip side, you have to devote time to education as well. I mean, there's launches, there's product sales, there's you essentially, again, have two different marketing plans. And so if this is something that you are wanting to come into while still keeping your full-time job or photography or anything, it is another job. And you have to make sure that you are mentally ready for that. I mean, there are times where even for myself, I, I did uh, masterminds all last year. And that really, you know, for me, 
as a person who does destination work, most of my work in Hawaii and in California, two of the states that were shut down the most, I mean, I rescheduled 34 weddings last year, right? And so we want to talk about a hit in my pocket in terms of that. But because I had the education, I had the foundation already built, uh, two years worth built before I did the masterminds. I still hit my financial goals. I still, you know, I didn't struggle in that aspect because I did have something else coming in, which I'm very, very grateful for. Now, do I think that people should jump into education just for money? No, because it's not easy money either, right? There's a lot on the line. You're talking about people's businesses and, and things like that. And that's probably a whole nother subject, but like, you know, it, it, it it was something that took two years to build, to be able to supplement my income. I struggled a little bit last year with that because you know, unlike you, Lily, where you had like already made decisions in your photography business, I hadn't, and I'm not yet at the point where I want education to only be the only thing that I do. So it was hard because that was all I was doing and I wasn't photographing. So that was a little mental struggle. I, I loved what I was doing. I loved that I was educating, but it was all I was doing and it, I wasn't ready to do that all yet. Did that make sense? And then being able to be very self-aware. I've had a wait list and people asking me all 2021, are you doing another mastermind? But I also knew what was going on this year. And then obviously a lot of unexpected things happened this year. 32 weddings had to be photographed this year, plus other things. I knew I was not mentally and really just capable of doing a mastermind this year. Right. And so while I've got people asking me in my emails or in my inbox, I'm turning away money that, yes, I'll probably do it in 2022. I, I just am not capable of doing it in 2021. Um, and so I think just like with our photography business or anything, you just have to be very self-aware of what you are able to do. Because again, other people's businesses are on the line and my reputation is on the line. So I'm not going to do anything, you know, halfway. Um, so having education has been such a blessing being an educator and having that foundation, but it took time. I think that's really what I want to hone in on. If you're passionate about doing something, it's the same thing as our photography business. You have to build that no like trust, give, 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 then sell. Right. Um, and understanding that there's someone else that is teaching what you're teaching. How can you make it different? How can you be impactful? I had somebody recently asked me this question. They're like, well, how were you able to go on these stages to teach on blogging? Uh, when so many other people teach on blogging. I'm like, you're right. And it's just like applying for a job. And if you're applying to speak for blogging, let's say blogging, and people are like, oh, I'm going to teach your, your students how to blog. I'm going to teach your people how to blog. And you got five pitches that say the same thing. But then I come in, I'm like, oh, I'm going to teach your clients uh, or your attendees or whatever, how they can create a month's worth of blog content in an hour. There's the difference. That's what makes you stand out, right? So while everybody is teaching probably a lot of the same things, what is going to be that special thing that you are going to put in and spin and, and make it different, right? I think that is also another big thing. So you may be an expert at blogging, but what's going to make you different besides me on what, how you're going to teach it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love, there are so many things that you said. Every time you talk, I'm like jotting down notes of like, oh my gosh, she said this and it was so good. I need to go back. If you are ready to share your knowledge and gifts with the world through creative education, whether that's as a speaker, a coach or mentor or course creator, I have got some great news for you. The Creative Educator Academy is now open for enrollment for a short time, and we would love to have you inside to really grow that strong foundation as a creative educator. You can find all the information at the show notes or at the creativeeducatoracademy.com. I hope to see you inside and I hope that you enjoy this week's episode.
I love that you shared that the year that you needed education to step up and be the front runner, it was, and now you're focusing this year on your photography because that's what needs to be the front runner with having all the reschedules and just, you know, for full transparency, like I still shoot. I just, obviously I didn't during the pandemic. Um, so I don't shoot weddings. Thank goodness for me personally, I had made that decision. Like you said before, the pandemic to retire from weddings, but I, I had, you know, my brand photography and, um, my seniors and my dancers, all of that had to be rescheduled and moved around, which was, as you said, so trying. And I, I think all of us are still, well, we're still in it. It's not over. So (laughs) we're still living that life, but I do love that you said, like, it was such a blessing for you to be able to kind of lean on that additional, uh, part of your business when you needed it. And you weren't just sitting at home wondering, okay, like now what, and you didn't have to, you didn't even have to consider jumping into like a new, a new thing because you thought it would be easy money, which as you and I both know, it's not. Um, that is why, of course, like that's why I started the Academy. That's why I do this podcast. That's, I mean, it does take a very strong foundation being built before you can actually, you know, see the fruits of all that labor. Um, I also love that you said, you know, that you don't have the capacity to do masterminds right now, because I, I know that you've heard me say this, but like, I do believe you can do it all. I don't believe you can do it all at the same time. And I think that that's just such a common misconception. People think they like, okay, I'm going to be a coach now. And that's like all I'm going to do. And I'm going to make the same amount of money as I do doing the other things that I do. And it's like, you can get there, but it takes some time. So I love all of that. All right. So what if somebody is listening and they're hearing your journey and they resonate with it and they're like, okay, this sounds like something that like I'm interested in. I not sure what route I want to take. Um, I know again, you have your blogging course, you have your mastermind, you have, um, speaking, you have a lot of different like touch points of education. Um, if somebody is listening and they're like, okay, I want to build that foundation. What would you tell them? Like how, how, what, advice would you give them right off the bat? Like first steps? I mean, very first step I would say, and believe me, Laylee is not paying me to say this. It it would be to have a mentor, a coach, an educator, take the, you know, uh, join the Academy because there is a proper way of doing this. If you've been in the industry for any sorts of time, you know, you see these waves of educators coming in and out and all of that. Right. I do not intend to be an educator that just popped in and then you never hear from again. I plan on taking the reins of the ones that are on the top because they're not going to be at the top forever. So I intend to be there, right? So in order to do that, a coach needs a coach. Michael Jordan has a coach. Tiger Woods has a coach. Laylee has a coach. I have a coach. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's very important to have a coach a a mentor, a business coach, you take this course, you have Laylee there in the academy to help build the foundation of your education, because there's nothing that is going to ruin your reputation in this education side. Y'all, if you think the photography world is catty, wait to get into the education side of things, all right? Like, you know what I mean? And I'd love it, but let's be real, right? But there is nothing that would ruin your reputation more than not doing it right. Right. So I'm all I'm, and, and you're going to make mistakes along the way. I've made mistakes along the way. Hell, I made a mistake uh, actually just this week. I had a, an SEO audit that was due. I had some personal things going on and the person wanted their money back because it took too long. That was absolutely on them. I gave them the money back and still gave them the audit. Right. Like so like you're going to make mistakes along the way. Personal things are going to happen. All of these things. Right. But 
I, I'm a firm believer in having a coach because like I mentioned, this is another job, right? I have to uh, do launches around busy season or, or put launches outside of busy season. Okay. Am I going to do a, a, a membership launch? Okay. In this year, while I'm slower down, like, I mean, it, it literally, you need guidance in order to do it because it is not one of those things where, Oh, now I'm an expert on Instagram and I'm, and I'm going to put something out there and you're going to get, you know, make six figures doing that. It doesn't work that way. Right. So if you have the right coach that can teach you about opt-ins and email marketing and how to how to give, 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 then sell and, and, and all of that, you're going to make your journey on this education route even better. Right. Laylee, the academy, it, it helps you again on pitching if you want to pitch. But Laylee knows the people. OK, well, you know, what? Vanessa teaches on blogging. I know she teaches on this, but I think you do have something. Let's re, let's rework your pitch and, and you're going to teach on maybe this part of blogging or something that is special. You know, however it may be, that is what you want to do. Right. Because I, I do believe there's something out there that some, you know, I have two I have different trains of thought and like, should everybody be an educator? But if you are passionate about it and you do believe you have something to give, then make sure you have a coach, somebody there to help guide you along the way. Just like you hired a mentor to help your photography business grow, you're going to need the same thing when it comes to education. And so that's what I have. I have someone, I have an educator right now who is my business coach. She doesn't coach me on anything photography related. She just coaches me on business, launches, product things, my product ladder, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I love that. And yes, I did not pay her to say that y'all. And I love that you have not only the Academy in your back pocket and working with me and working with another additional coach. Like, I think that you and I can agree that we need as many hands in our business that are above our skill set or even just a peer to peer like it's always helpful like i know i've joined group coaching programs and i host group coaching programs so like i just think it's always worth taking a look at like who you can get to put their eyes on your business and to use their brain to help you get from point A to point B and so on and so forth so that you can be at the top and so that you can build a business that has longevity to it. And that's not just going to disappear tomorrow. Um, I also love that you said, you know, you only get one reputation. So how are you going to come out of like, how are you going to launch something? Are you going to just like show up and half heartedly do it? I talk a lot about that just in my general resources and in my unpopular opinions, which leads me to my last question, which again, this episode, like, I feel like we've been very transparent and very like open about what we think goes into all of this. But like, if you had to choose an unpopular opinion about education and the creative industry, what would it be? Ooh, (laughs) there's so many. Uh, (laughs) It may not even be an unpopular opinion, but maybe a piece of advice. And it's not even for educators. Well, it's for both. My unpopular opinion would be that just like anything in life, not all educators, not it's easy to claim something. It's easy to claim that you are an expert in whatever, right? And that you are going to educate people in whatever, right? We don't know, you know, I'm a firm believer in having receipts, right? Like, okay, if you're claiming your six figures and, and you're going to use that as marketing, if someone asks you for your tax returns, you better be ready for it, right? Like anybody, anybody can come online and say, I'm a six-figure photographer or whatever, right? So because of that, because especially in 2020, when we did see a lot of people pivoting, you know, I, I hate the word, but, you know, pivoting. Um, and a lot of people were coming into education thinking that it was quick money. I feel like we did get a, kind of inundated with educators. And I think there's enough room for everybody. 
but my recommendation actually goes to the consumer. It is really up to you to do the research in your educators and in who you choose. I have made I have made thousands and thousands of dollars worth of mistakes, like buying a car, enough money worth of mistakes on education, on educators built on their fame, built on things like that, right? And I would not want anybody else to do that. But at the end of the day, people are not honest or people may take quick fixes to get to the top when that's not a longevity, that's not building a foundation. So it's really up to the consumer, to make sure that you are doing your research in the educators that you are choosing. And because I am gonna be the person that is an unpopular opinion that tells people to do that, it is then up to you guys as educators to make sure you are ready to step into this field, that you've got the proof, the social proof that what you're teaching actually is going to help someone else's business instead of you are in it for quick money, right? So that is my, it's like an unpopular opinion and advice. And it's on both sides because I think it goes both ways. The educators, it's important for the educator to make sure that what they have is actually valuable and prove that it's valuable, but it's also up to the consumer to make sure that they are doing the research on the mentors, you know, programs, whatever it may be that you are going to invest in. Check those testimonials, y'all, because people out here are doing fake testimonials. I've, I've seen it, right? Like, so be real, be honest, do your research and be, be, be real. I love that so much. As you know, I, I really feel like there is such a trend in promising people like these extraordinary promises that I think are unethical to promise. So like we're in the midst of opening doors to the creative educator Academy. So if you're listening to this doors are likely open at the time that this, that this episode is airing for enrollment. And I, I feel like I'm pretty straightforward with the fact that we're building a foundation for you as an educator and doing it in the right way. Now I see a lot of coaches for course creators, for speakers kind of coming out and saying, here's how to make your first 10 K month in, you know, five minutes. And I'm like, that's literally impossible. I mean, they don't really say that, but I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean? We've all seen that messaging between like, promising certain amounts of money in exchange for these extraordinary amounts of money. And it's so unethical. So I love that you shared that because I'm a huge fan of ethical education and leadership because at the end of the day, yes, we're educators, but beyond that, we're leaders. And like you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we hold like a lot of, a lot of influence in building lives and businesses of these people who are entrusting us with that. So that's a huge responsibility, um, not to put extra weight on it. Because as you said, like if people have something they want to share with the world and they have expertise, like don't let self-doubt hold you back, but let's do it in the right way. Right. Let's like build that foundation slowly. And like you said, tortoise versus the hare, like let's do it right and make sure that it's actually impactful. That's actually effective. So I'm, I'm with you hundred percent on all of that. And I so appreciate you sharing all of your insight and your journey with us. I love you so much. Obviously we are good friends, but having you inside the Academy has just been like incredible as well. And seeing, seeing, I mean, you know, where we were, where you were, like the fact that you wrote that in what would you say? 2018 dipped my toe in. And like, now here you are keynoting, you've got your course, you've got your mastermind. It's so cool to see like what happens when a strong foundation is built. I mean, I, I, I agree. I love, I love seeing this wave of, like I said, I mean, newer educators. I mean, it, it, and we're not even new, but I just think that we are solidifying our place in this industry 
and we would not have been able to do that. I wouldn't have been able to do it without your friendship, without your leadership, without your guidance, but we wouldn't be able to do it without doing it the right way. Again, I know you and I intend on taking our reins in, in this, in this industry. And so doing it the right way, building the foundations, um, really knowing, and there's going to be that self-doubt and that imposter syndrome that happens all day, every day. Right. But having that group of people, and that's the great thing about the Academy, having that community by your side, it's, it's, it's inevitable. It's, it's great. Yeah, for sure. And also, I mean, what better way to battle imposter syndrome than to know that you have a strong foundation and that you've been actually trained on the things that you're doing? Like there's no such thing as imposter syndrome when you've been taught exactly what to do and say. So amazing. Okay. Well, thank you, Vanessa. I know that you're at your conference, so we're going to let you go and go teach, go change all, change all the minds and hearts and go change the world. Adore you so much. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you for having me, Laylee. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.